Hey folks, Russ Bailey here. It's time for another Brush Pile Fishing Podcast right here on iHeartRadio. And as always, we've got a great guest in store for you today. We're going south to Kentucky, Green River Lake. We're going to talk with guide and B&M Pro Staff, David Jones. So you stay tuned. We'll be right back with Brush Pile Fishing. All right, welcome back to the podcast, folks, and uh, we're going to Kentucky. We're going to talk to David Jones, who's a longtime guide on Green River Lake in uh, Holmes Bend Marina is where he goes out of. David, how you doing today? Doing good, Russ. Doing good, buddy. I'll tell you what, you know, we are in the uh, late November now, but uh, we were back there in October, and uh, we shot a show the end of October. And if I remember correctly, it was the first cold night that you guys had had. Right. And uh, it dropped big time. We didn't know what was going to happen. But, man, let's let's first talk about that trip because that's going to be a pretty good show. Okay. Well, you know, you got down a, a couple of days early and uh, Wesley did. And, you know, we got to go out and fish a little bit, pre-fish a little bit. And the, and the fish was active. They was chasing the baits. And, uh, you know, we was catching 100, 150 fish a day. And then all at once we have a, uh, you know, we drop from 70 down to a 30, well, it's supposed to have been about 40 degrees, I think, but didn't get quite that cold. Mm -hmm. Down to about 40, you know, in the 40s that night. And never did get above 58 that day, I think, or 59. Cloudy, cloudy. And, uh, you know, we were going to go right back out there and do the same thing we were doing the day before and, you know, just spider rigs and brush piles and, you know, Day before, you just had to get close. Yeah. And I mean, literally, you could park the boat in the parking lot and one or two jump in. I think so. But uh, things changed overnight that day. And we, we hit the water the next morning, you and I and Joel, and uh, uh, took us a little while to discover that. Well, you know, uh, I know when you got on, on green, 99% of the time you're spider rigging mm -hmm. uh, with either three or four rods. Um, as far as the setup, you love using the Richard Williams 12-footers. I do. And uh, now, now, thinking back to that day, the bite was so light in the morning that you could not hardly get a hook set by the time you seen the rod just barely tip. So we ended up going to one rod in hand and keeping the other two in rod holders. And I, I would say 90% of our, our fish that day were caught on the, on the single rod in our hands. You're exactly right. And, and you know, Russ, if, if you'll think back and recall, you know, the very first spot we went to, I had caught a two-pounder there on Monday and uh, it was loaded with fish and if you recall we caught one or two little fi little fish and then we got some bites that we couldn't set a hook on right and, we, and looking back at it now if we would have one pulled those fish to start with you know we were thinking maybe there's bluegill yeah but all that wasn't bluegill You're but, right because we did like you said they was just barely hitting it and short striking it and and when you put that pole in your hand it took care of that and, and i'll tell you folks even even some of those uh there were a couple times where my line just went slack i never felt anything but if you you know learn to watch for things like that too you can get that finicky bite. And uh, as far as the jigs we were using that day, of course, you know I love my crappie magnets. We had the regular crappie magnets on there. Um, that one looked good for me as well as dude. I think you were using what? Black, Black and chartreuse. And chartreuse. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's that's my favorite on this lake. And, uh, you know, I, I fish you know, 150 days a year on this lake, and there's not a day that I don't have a black and chartreuse on. The only time I wouldn't have one is if we, if I was out of them. And, and I probably wouldn't have <laughs> went fishing that day if I'd have been out. So, uh, but yeah, I, 
I did have that. And, and you know, normally it's hard to beat live bait on this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you follow me a lot, you know I'm a big fan of Ronnie and Steve Captain Coleman Miller Rig. Yep, which we use. Which we use, but they sure didn't want them today. No. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing is, um, we had the eye jigs on, and I think scent meant everything. And we had them in the eyeballs. We we took the bait pins and put them on the hook. I mean, and it made a big difference, you know, and got them to bite that jig. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I just seen John them back in the spring and, and seen the eye jig. And I, I tell you what, I've become a big fan of it. And, you know, he, he's got them in a the light wire hook if you want the light wire hook. And, you know, here... You're going to catch more 9 to 10 inch fish than you are like whether you go to Sardis or Grenada. So that light wire hook, is I like it here because you know, yeah. these fish, you know, a trophy fish here, you know, if you catch a two pounder on this lake, it's probably like catching a three pounder somewhere else, Yeah, you know. but. You come to Green to fill your freezer. And, man, the numbers are here. They've always been here from the first show I ever did with you. Oh, I mean, if you know, looking back, I remember that one little pile. And, you know, hopefully when people watch the show, they'll see that. Because I remember Joel had the drone up above the boat. And I don't know how many keeper fish we caught on that pile. Mm. But if I was betting, I'd say we caught between 50 and 100 keeper fish. Now, we threw them back. I don't want people to say, hey, y'all broke the law. You know, we threw them back because uh, we just kept a, you know, we kept a few of our good fish for pictures that day, and then we kept a few. We had a buddy that wanted a little mess of fish to eat. Yes, so, sir. So we give him a mess. So, uh, uh, But, man, there's no telling how many we caught off at one pile. And you know, folks, when we were there taping that show, it was actually at the uh, Pro Staff meeting that we had for Brush Pile. We were in Bumbarina and Bear County and put us up. And, and I tell you, you, know, you talk about the number of fish here, and right out from Bumbarina, you don't have to go far. And the thing is, you talk about a family atmosphere, a great place to bring your family. The kids are going to stay active because the fishing is just so good. It's one after another. And, you know, I, and I'll be honest honest with you my wife she loves going places you know fishing with me and stuff but the accommodations have to be good and I'll tell you what at home's been you can't ask for much better than what they have you can't you cannot beat this place I'm just telling you and I grew up in this county and have fished this lake my whole life and I love it so much that I moved as close as I could move to it without getting in the water <laughs> so you know my property joins the lake yep. so uh the, I just, I mean, it's just a beautiful place. Kelly and Joey and David are just, you know, they've owned it for like 30 years. They take pride in it. They cater to the fishermen, you know, and there's a lot of free stuff to do here. You know, bring your family if they don't want to go fishing. Like I said, that you know, to everybody, if you, I can't imagine not wanting to go fishing, <laughs> but if they don't want to go fishing, you know, if it's summertime, they can swim on the beach. It doesn't cost anything. God, you know, they got a playground out here for the kids. And like yep. you said, the cabins. And they got these suites that are, you know, I think they're about three years old. And, man, you're talking about staying in the Hilton now. Yes, yes. Uh, so it's just, uh, I mean, I guess I'm partial, but... Uh, not too many people argue with me after they stay here. That's truth. Well, let's let's switch gears a little bit. I tell you what, let's uh, let's hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. Special thanks to B and M Pole Company, War Eagle Boats, Crappie Magnet, 
slime line fishing line, cornfield fishing gear, eye hole jig, easy drift, RTD, erupt fishing, Driftmaster, offshore tackle company, power pole, mossback fish habitat, hook and bullet sunglasses, Garmin, Okay, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, David, we're gonna switch gears a little bit here. And we gotta quit reminiscing about the great trip we had. Uh, but November, December, you know, we're getting into that winter pattern now. What's going on at Green, and are you guiding this time of year? I do guide all the way up through December. Well, all the way up through the middle to the end of November. And here's what I tell everybody. People always ask me, when's the best time to come to Green to go fishing? And I tell them just whenever you can come. But there are there is two times that I would say the bite is tougher. And number one is if we ha if the water's really muddy. Okay. And this is a uh, Corps of Engineer Lake. It was built for flood control. So if there is a... Five or four or five inches of rain in a 24-hour period here, then it's a possibility we could muddy up in a, in a few days. Okay. And and when it gets muddy, now very seldom does the whole lake get muddy. Okay. And this lake is unique, Russ, that you can catch fish from one end to the other end. It's not. You know, I I used to hear people say on some lakes that 90% uh, of the fish was caught in 10% of the lake. Mm -hmm. That's not true on this lake. Well, there's so many brush piles around here, and points and 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 drops and, and and you know, and it's not really really deep like say Lake Cumberland, you know, has 200 foot water, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, you know the deepest part of this lake is about 80 foot. I think the average depth is about 25, you know. So, but uh, I say all that to say the and the other time that is hard, which we're getting ready to go into. Is a, is a drawdown period. Okay. And uh, they normally draw this lake down somewhere between the middle of November to the middle of December. It's a seven foot drawdown. So when they draw that down seven foot, you can just imagine the effect that that has on the fish. Oh, yeah. And it normally takes, after they draw it down, and it depends on how much rain we get during the drawdown. We could have a week or so there that the fishing's a little tougher. Okay. So uh, I, I say all that to say then the fishing kind of stables out, and uh, believe it or not, some of the fit some of the fish will migrate back up towards the creeks. Some of them some of them get on the ledges of the river channel, you know, and the creek channel. Uh, you literally can catch fish in this lake in 15 to 20 foot of water year round. Yeah, I believe it because I think I fish with you darn near every season now at some point. Yeah, and and you know, here's something else too. Say in the spring, you know, it seems like our fish don't spawn as shallow as they used to. And you know, we got fish spawning in seven, eight, nine foot of water now, seems like to me. Uh, and then we also, say you go catch fish spawning in seven foot of water, you can pull out in 15 foot of water and 18 foot of water and catch them too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, there, there's not very many times that you can't fish 14 to 20 foot of water and catch you a mess of fish. I hear you. Well, David, if, uh, if someone's interested in booking you for a trip, how? what's the best way to get in touch with you? Well, probably the, the best way and the quickest way is just to go to my website. It's www.greenriverlakecrappietrips.com. 
and all my information's on there and uh, you know my contacts on there and I will say this if you want to come fishing make sure you get with me early I most usually stay six eight weeks behind and I was gonna say you of course being uh, retired now you're guiding full-time and and you do look up early so folks uh, it's another one hopefully you'll get to see this show soon if it hasn't aired already and and David's a great one to fish with not only are you going to catch a lot of fish but he's fun to talk to uh, he'll crack a few jokes or two he'll tell you about the outhouse he's, that he has but uh, give him a call you'll have a great time and David great talking to you and thank you for joining us for the Brush Pile Podcast. Hey Russ, I've always enjoyed it. You know, you and I go back a long ways mm -hmm. and uh, I appreciate what you and Brush Pile Fishing is doing because I tell everybody that if you're getting into crappie fishing, one of the best things you can do is watch your show. And Thank you. And, and you know, I've I filmed numerous times with you. I've been around you many times. You and I have done seminars together. And I've never, ever seen you do one thing that you didn't believe in or do. It's not a made-up show. You know, you're trying to help the people become a better fisherman or catch a mess of fish. And, you know, that's what it's all about because, you know, I've been involved with a few things that, you know, it seemed like that it was about selling products yep, or something yep. like that. And... I'm telling the people out there, because I've been in with you and I know you, it's it's all true stuff that, that happens. And I've had people come up and say, well, I don't watch them shows because it's just a bunch of made-up stuff. Well, brush pile fishing's not a bunch of made-up stuff. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, some days it's tough fishing. I know uh, I look back, you know, you and I probably filmed shows before that we got done in two or three hours, and sometimes it takes us all day. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. But that's at, how it goes. That's how it goes. And, you know, Fish don't always bite every day, and some you know I tell people all the time. Sometimes you just have to work harder. Some days it's easier, but those days that it's easy, you better enjoy it. Yeah, because it's not always that. Well, way. I'll tell you what. There's nothing like traveling 600 miles to get a show and coming back and telling the boss, "Hey, we didn't get it." Ooh. Sometimes the fish just don't want to cooperate. That's right. That's right. But you people out there that's never watched brush pile fishing. Take it from me, I'm telling you, it's true. You can learn, you can become a better fisherman. Watch Russ, I mean, he's got some of the best guests in the world on there, and, and, and Russ travels, you know, I remember back in October, you said you had like, you know, you was like on a 2,500-mile 2, 2, trip. trip. So, you know, filming six shows. And uh, I know it gets old after a while because, you know, weather don't always cooperate, fish don't always cooperate. And uh, so, uh, but if you want to become a better fisherman, Watch brush pile fishing. All right, David Jones, thank you for joining us. Uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, but before we close it out, let's take a look or listen to some uh, tournament action we have for you. We have a lot of places just now starting to get us their 22 schedules. Uh, we'll start with the Indiana Slab Masters. Uh, they've got tournaments coming at March 26th, uh, Patoka Lake, April 9th at Lake Freeman and Schaefer. In April 23rd and 24th at Mississippi Salamone, that is a super event. Uh, also May 7th on Monroe. So there's their early spring tournaments. Also, the Midwest Crappie Chasers. Uh, they will start March 5th on Truman Lake, Missouri. March 26th on Hillsdale Lake, Kansas. And then April 16th on Clinton Lake, Kansas. And again, that's the Midwest Crappie Chasers Tournament Trail. We also have the 2022 West Tennessee Crappie Trail. Uh, they will start March 5th on Kentucky Lake. 
Uh, March 19th, they'll be in Real Foot. And April 2nd, they'll be on Pickwick. And again, that's the West Tennessee Crappie Trail. We have the Heart of Illinois Crappie Club. March 19th, they will kick things off at uh, Sangrius Lake. April 2nd, they'll be at Bomber Marsh, or Banner Marsh, I'm sorry. April 16th, they'll be at Lake Decatur. And Lake Decatur's turned into a pretty, pretty good lake that way. The National Tournament Trails Crappie Master, January 21st, 22nd, again, on the St. John's River. February 25th, 26th on Darbone, Louisiana, and March 11th and 12th on Grenada. Those are three darn good lakes to start your trail off. So if you have a tournament trail and you like your information on our podcast, just send it to us. Uh, you can email it to me, russbailey24 at gmail.com, probably the easiest way. And we'll get those on our audio podcast as well as our video podcast, which we're just starting. I'd like to remind everyone, if you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, please, for your smartphone and your smart TV, pick up our new Brush Pile Fishing Companion app. It is absolutely free, and this app does everything. It's got our shows. You have instant access. You have your own fishing log in the app. We have a bunch of things in there. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be back for another one and check out all the action on brushpilefishing.com. <laughs>